Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched Nymphomaniac Volume 1. I watched Nymphomaniac Volume 2. And this is is the the other other half. Hey, Ethan. Yeah? I'm sorry. (laughs) Why? I'm sorry. Why? I'm sorry we did this. Why are we so... That is a really bad movie. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's not anything I've ever done before, Mike. <laughs> this one was just extra long, and the reason it was so long yeah. is we sat down and we were looking at movies for the great holiday, the summer solstice. The summer solstice. Which uh, is the longest day of, of the, the year. year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, we should watch a long movie. Like the one of the longest ones we could find. And well, the thing is, is yeah, the ones we could get our hands and, on. Because most are like art house most movies. Most like art house movies are like, this movie is like seven years long or right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's this, a building being built. It's literally time. that. Yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. or like, here's a clock. Yeah, exactly. Being built. And you can't find it anywhere. You yeah. Because it's an art installation. Exactly. So w- this was the longest one that we could find that we could get our hands on. Yes. That wasn't easily. like a guy sleeping. Yeah. Um, no, and, no one's sleeping in this movie <laughs> people are fucking people are fucking uh yeah and i was very excited because i've i've watched lars von Trier movies in the past uh-huh. and i'm quite a big fan of his name some of his movies all right i saw the first movie i saw of his was antichrist which i think is his most oh yes famous yes i remember uh, that I, you know i was thinking i was like lars von Trier, where did i hear that name before yeah. <laughs> and i realized where i heard it for it was because you showed me a clip from antichrist <laughs> which clip was it you know what clip it was. <laughs> the clip of the clit? <laughs> the clit clip? Uh, Where she cuts her, her, her uh, clitoris off with scissors? I think it might have been that. Or the what was the something with the penis? Oh, yeah. She like smashes the penis. Smashes the penis. And then that it comes it. blood. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's all the Criteria Collection. Okay, I love it. Yeah. That was my first one of his. Uh, uh, Phelan, my fiance, saw Melancholia and she's like, woof, that is too much for me. I've seen his movie The Idiots, which is about a bunch of people who act as if they're mentally handicapped because they think it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and then most recently I saw his, his most recent film, The House That Jack Built, uh, last year. I committed a crime actually by doing it because I saw The Unrated Cut, which wasn't supposed to be seen by anybody and i loved it it was actually one of my favorite movies of the year i really enjoyed it um and so i was very excited to watch this movie and i i i i enjoyed volume one of this movie i actually had seen volume one before um before we even wanted to oh, do really this. yeah actually and i was like oh this would be perfect i've already seen volume one i'm just gonna rewatch it and then you can watch volume two it'll be perfect and then I was doing some like background research about the movie, you know, just like on Wikipedia. And I was very, I was trying very hard to not learn anything about the other half. And then I, I read a tiny bit and I'm like, oh no, I think I watched the wrong volume. I think I should have watched the more intense volume too. Cause it seems like that one was far more. But you couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. There was no, there was way. no way. Cause I had already seen volume one. Um, so this is technically my second time watching it. Um, and I don't know how it ends. I don't know how, what happens in volume two, but I'm curious to see what you think about it. Cause I think this is your first Von Trier movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, think so. I don't think you've seen his anything. Um, this movie's dumb. <laughs> this movie's dumb. Not because of not, it just feels like it tackles issues very poorly. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. many of them are just with a hatchet. Yeah. Um, just, going in there and just hacking away at social issues and simplifying them. And it's just, Oh, it's just the dialogue. It's just, some it's, of it is just very, it's a guy preaching at you. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But his, he has kind of a weird centralist viewpoint. Yes. Yeah. Which is just like, this is fucking stupid. Like it's yeah. just, I don't know. It, 
I'll get into it later. Well, clearly. I can tell. I can give you some background on yeah, yeah. Trier. Uh, he's dealt with depression in the past, okay. uh, and he's very manic depressive and has str- struggles with OCD and um, anxiety. And he usually likes to put those in his movies. Uh, Necro, uh, necro. Uh, I always, I always mix up nymphomaniac and, and necrophilia. So yeah, man, same thing, same basically, thing, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of necrophilia dealt with in the second half. Uh, no, so nymphomaniac is actually the last half of a trilogy of movies he made called the Depression movies, uh, which started with Antichrist, then went to Melancholia, and then ended in this one. Um, as this was happening, he went to Cannes to show this movie and he said that he was a Nazi and he was like Hitler. He has the word fuck tattooed onto his, like, uh, his, uh, knuckles. Like this guy just lives in like trying to annoy people. He says that, he says that movies should be like rocks in your shoe. They should get on your skin and annoy you and bother you. Um, and then you throw them away as soon as you're done. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's been the interesting thing about this movie. Cause I don't, I don't think you're supposed to like it. <laughs> don't think you're supposed to enjoy it but that's the thing there's a lot of movies that you're not really supposed to enjoy watching right like schindler's list it's like you know it's such a depressing movie right but Uh, it has uh, a happy ending it does have a happy ending but there are like lots of movies where um like for example most of the horror genre you're not really supposed to enjoy watching hereditary oh yeah anyone sits around like boy what an enjoyable fun watch like no one does that yeah that movie and i think you can get an enjoyment from that in a different kind of uh cathartic way right right because you're you're dealing with something outside like you're 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 dealing with it via this sort of lens of a movie yes, rather and, than your know, personal exactly yeah. and that's fine in an, like a movie that's an hour and a half <laughs> yeah that's the other thing this is a five hour long it's a movie. five hour long movie <laughs> it's called an epic and i'm like really an epic because <laughs> most of it is just a a, a woman and a guy and just the woman talking. is just yeah just and she's just she's just unloading like her awful life and how and, bad of a person she her, is on there yeah him. and he's just legitimizing it all basically and i think that's what the movie is doing yeah i think that movie's doing that on purpose you think so i think that she is i okay so i was talking to to, to phelan about this because she's seen Trier as well and i i think what this movie is is he has casted this woman as himself um there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of similarities between what she does and what he's done in the past which i'll get into in my half and selen sarsgaard the guy who is in the room with her yeah is the audience surrogate and the more that he legitimizes her bad behavior the worse he looks and um you know i think that's that's sort of what the movie's dealing with right i guess not that that is entertaining right or that that makes the movie good i think that's what the movie is dealing with but it just paints as him as more of an asshole totally and that's totally and i i guess that's the point but also maybe it's not the point maybe he's supposed to like totally yeah totally because early on in the movie there's a quote uh where because uh, one of the things that happens throughout the film is selen sarsgaard like she'll say something about her life and selen sarsgaard will try to find some kind of connection or meaning behind it all mm-hmm. And then he'll be like, I think, I think if you look into it, this, this is a deeper meaning. This is a deeper purpose. And she goes, maybe, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't, it didn't, didn't occur to me. That wasn't on purpose. Yeah. And so I think that is sort of a thing too, of like, you can say like you as an audience member can be like, well, I think this might be this. And he's going like, well, fuck you. Maybe, maybe it doesn't, you know? Yeah. Which is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just you want to see two people sit in a room and argue back and forth about like what's it's like 
watching someone who's like trying to play psychologist. Oh, totally. Sit down and be like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to see what's wrong with this person. He's and, psychoanalyzing and himself and literally tell it through an in the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, totally. Here's the thing is he does this. Whole, okay. So I think the end, you might, you might almost be right, but the end, they kind of undercut all of that really, mm. in mm. my opinion. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you later. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be a hard movie. I don't want this to be too long of an episode. Because I know. It's, a, it's, it's gonna. It is a long movie, and it's gonna. I tried cutting it down as much as possible. Easy. Since just I cut out most. Just, just just most of the sex scenes. You cut out. Yeah, those yeah. last really long. They uh, last, and they're very, very in depth, not simulated. Yeah. You see a lot of penis going into vagina. There's a lot of erect penises in this. There's a which, lot, of which erect I was penises. like, oh man, and some not very erect penises. Yeah, there's quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the movie opens. The other thing I find interesting is this isn't part one; it's volume one. I wonder why they chose volume. Because, um, do you think it's because it's, it's broken up into chapters? And yeah, it's trying I think that's to, why. I think yeah. it's trying to evoke like a book, like yeah, yeah. He does that a lot in his movies, where he'll like he'll break it up into chapters, and then each chapter will have like a title card. Yeah, that's sort of interestingly de- designed. Um, so, nearly two minutes of the movie is just darkness. There's, okay. there's nothing in the cool. first two minutes of all the movie. Right. You just have You're darkness. You're being born, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it is. And all you all you get is sound effects of just this like oppressive, crushing, atmospheric sound. And then we see a snowy alleyway. And then in the middle of the alleyway is this woman whose mm-hmm. name is Joe. we learn. She's actually worked with Von Trier in the past. Uh, she was in uh, um, uh, Antichrist as the okay. woman in that. Um, and I think she was also in Melancholia. Uh, she's... Looks like she's been beaten up and she's in an alleyway. And then Selen Sarsgaard sees her on the way to the market and uh, he offers to call an ambulance or the police and she refuses. She doesn't want any sort of anything like that. And so he's like, well, what do you want? And she goes, I want a cup of tea and some milk. And so he brings her home. Okay. The movie also opens up with hardcore German metal music. I don't know if cool. that comes into play later. Nope. Not okay. at all. Not all one right. bit. I always wonder if there's some kind of bookend on these things. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, that is an interesting bookend though. You're coming in hot here. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. I'm liking this energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they arrive uh, at his house mm-hmm. and she says that she's, uh, he asks like, what happened? Cause she's all bruised and bloody and stuff and left in the alleyway. And she says that she's a bad human being. And then he's like, I've never met a bad human being before. And so then they start talking about fly fishing. Apparently, he's a fisherman. And he says that he's, uh, you know, when you fly fish, you have to have the hook be like a lure for the fish. And um, she says that this will actually, like, be her. Because he's like, well, tell me about yourself. And so she's like, it's a whole story. It's a very long one, he said, she says. <laughs> so an epic one might say. That's exactly I should right. write a book on this. <laughs> I have eight chapters. And I'll name them about things in this room. Yeah. Oh, Oh, is that a thing that happens? I guess that's what she says. She's like, running out of names for this chapter because you don't talk to me enough. Oh, because she's lying. Oh, I think that's what's going on. What do you mean she's lying? Maybe she's when she's looking. It's like a it's like a, a, a usual suspects thing. She's like looking around his room, and then she's like, "Oh, I can make a story off of that." And all she's doing is just lying to him. No, I don't think that. I no? think she because she literally says that to him. Like she says, like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm just naming all these off of." But Stuff do you I think she, right? Oh, but do you think she's just, just the name of the chapters? Oh, like that's it. But like, there's also like people names. No, I know that, but I think she's. I don't think she's making that stuff up. I just think that she's naming off all these different things to basically be like, "Hey, these are just easy ways for me to name my chapter." Because she wants to keep like an, the anonymity of the people, maybe. I mean, that's probably why she doesn't use real names. She doesn't. She uses letters. She uses letters, which is fine. That makes yeah. sense. But I think right. I think she just names it because fucking thinking of chapter titles is hard. That's true. <laughs> I think of a title of a book, it sucks. 
chapter one, for instance, it's called The Complete Angler, which is a book that he had brought up originally. Yeah, which about is fishing. About fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, well, uh, it starts out with her saying, To begin with the bait, I discovered my cunt as a two-year-old. Yep. <laughs> they really don't shy away from that C word. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's her favorite thing. It's her favorite body part. Uh, is that is that what she says? I mean, it's her fa- It's one of her favorite things. Oh, okay. About is, herself. Is her vagina. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. And she says that kinetic energy always interested her. So from a young age, her and her friend B, which I don't know if B comes into play later, no. um, would slide around on the ground on the wet floor. Um, that would sort of like stimulate them. Uh, she talks about her mother, Kay, uh, who she refers to as a cold bitch. And okay. um, she uh, loves her father, though, because her father is uh, really wonderful and nice to her, played by Christian Slater. Christian Slater, yeah. Does he come into play later, too? He's just there oh, okay. for like one scene. Is he Mr. Robot? Yeah, he's hanging out there with uh, Rami Malek. <laughs> He's like, I'm not real. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, whatever. Uh, she says that uh, the only difference between her and other people is that she's always demanded more of the sunset. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, so intermittently, she'll be telling her story and then she'll stop because Stellan Sarsgaard wants to talk about something else. Uh, some bullshit. Some, well, try, yeah, try to like link it to other things. Um, it's so annoying. It's very potential. It, honestly, it seems like... Uh, it seems like you know, yeah, okay. I feel like I had this a lot in like maybe high school chat rooms. Yes. Like when you took like our first psychoanalysis class or like yes. did anything that was like, you know, the um the uh, uh Myers Briggs test, you know that we're gonna try to like tie that together with everything. With everything. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it just felt like that chat room where it's just like, Well, this could happen to this. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. It's to me it felt like weird fortune telling mm, totally because he was just trying to connect every little thing and it and she was totally for indulging him all the way she was but it's also funny because she she indulges him but she she's almost like waiting for him to stop and then she can go back into her story you know what i mean well yeah yeah which is funny because it's almost like she doesn't really care she only just wants she only wants him to believe her you know yeah, yeah. and then she'll keep going exactly but that's, he's trying to be a good listener and be like she, well, that's you? true but it's like he's being a he's being a captive audience to this woman who couldn't give less of a shit that's true you yeah, know that's fair um so uh anyway just like if you're saying this lars von trier totally yeah this is why this is why i'm bringing this up because he you give a see, shit you have you couldn't give less of a shit and it's i i think it's him trying to like because okay the movies before this one melancholia and antichrist were full of like really manic depressive like ideas and like dealing with like death and grief Mm -hmm. and they were very well received critically people really liked those movies and i think that this movie is him trying to do what joe does which is like you think you like me you think you like my movies you think you you think you you relate to me i'm gonna make this movie that just shits all over you yeah i'm gonna make this movie that pisses everybody off that's fair okay now, again, that doesn't make for an enjoyable experience. No. And it, it makes it very hard to say, oh, yeah, I really like this movie. Because then you're then you're selling Sarsgaard. You're the guy that's sitting in the room legitimizing every choice that she makes. Yeah. And trying to uh, make connections to things. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's, which I'm sure he might have been. You know, that's the thing is he might have been making those other movies. Mm. And then he sees all the critical reviews and is like, okay, whatever, dude. I didn't mean any of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's people overanalyzing these things and trying to give them some kind of meaning. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's him just going like, uh, no? <laughs> or <laughs> he's like, on our or, Breaking Bad and just gets pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, fine. You know, kind of like what she does. She's like, fine, yeah, maybe. I don't care. I'm going to go on with my story. Yeah. I'm going to keep telling my story. Uh, so... 
um, this is what happens. Um, and then she asks if she's boring him. And when she says this, it's almost like she's I looking... I look in the audience and say, yeah! Yeah! Yes! Exactly! It's like she's looking dead to the camera, so I hope I'm not boring you. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, we kind of are. I mean, that's what uh, Tyler Perry does in most of his movies. He's like... I was thinking a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate... I hate that now. I hate Everything that I have... relates back I hate, to these. No, I hate that I have this knowledge now. Like, literally before this... Before that month. Yeah. That fateful month. <laughs> May Dia. May Dia. Yeah. 2019. <laughs> there I was, a, I, don't act like there'd be more than one May Dia month. Don't you look at me like that. I did put you through this, so maybe you're going to fuck this. <laughs> um, before that month, I was an innocent man, <laughs> and I didn't have this this thought. Knowledge. This knowledge. Like, yeah. It was just a whole culture that just just didn't even know about. Totally, you know? totally. A whole part of film that yeah. you just were not equated to. Yeah, exactly. And now you have this very like, intimate ne- knowledge of Like, we got to go deep into, into the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. <laughs> Like filmography next like if oh god i've seen the first one i can't watch that one but there's actually, watch, yeah. yeah there's probably more uh yeah we'll have to watch the blue collar tv show oh god yeah mm. uh so what happened next uh do 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 um so uh he he's like he's like there's a way of tying all of this in there's mm-hmm. there's a way of sort of connecting all of this he says that the fishing lure is called a nymph uh, that's what that lure is referred to. Yes, it is. Like lymp- nymphomania. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so that's, again. That's the whole reason he brought that into the movie. Exactly. That's the name of the movie. There you go. Uh, so Joe says that at 15, she, she lost her virginity. Uh, okay. She admits that she had very high expectations. And uh, the person that she loses her virginity to is Shia LaBeouf. Interesting. Is Shia LaBeouf? In the second half of the movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's who she loses her virginity to. His, his character name is Jerome. Jerome. But yep. I'm going to continue to refer to him as Shia LaBeouf. Um, he, um, what is it? He, uh, he so, uh, so he is trying really hard to do an accent. Oh, God, his accent is weird. <laughs> it's really bad. It bounces between, like, very, up, uh, like, upper-class British uh, to, like, Cockney to, like, Scottish. Hey, hey, hey Joe. Hello, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's, almost as, it's almost as bad as, like, Mary Poppins. It is, but it's, like, it sounds more subdued. Like, he has, yes. like, a bunch of gum in his mouth. Totally, totally. <laughs> he's Yeah, it's like he knows he's not doing a good job, so he's, like, kind of, like, muffling his hey, words. Can't, can't it's really bad it helps that he's playing an idiot though most of the whole movie he's playing like this oafish jerk really yeah okay i guess i i I, for me i I, he just seemed like a normal person to me oh okay yeah in my half he's sort of this like really oafish jerk idiot and uh she loses her virginity to him uh she says that she counted every thrust which is three in her vagina and five in her ass and he just like uses her basically. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it comes all back into play. And here's the other thing about this movie: so pretentious. He fucking puts up yep. le- like numbers and shit. I was wondering why <laughs> there were numbers on the screen there at a certain point. There you go. That's why. Okay. There you go. Uh, it is an incredibly unromantic first time. He doesn't seem to care, and the whole time he's he's like he she shows it's an awful way to lose your virginity, just going right for the butthole. I, I know it's like fuck off, man. I'm trying, yeah, yeah. Trying to just do some normal, let's it. just do some normal things. Like and yeah, like get into it a little bit. Yeah, but no, uh, that's okay. not what she does. And so before all this was happening, he was trying to fix his moped, and then. <laughs> <laughs> That just paints. You know what? That's what you I'm don't saying. Need to, you don't need to describe anything else about Shia LaBeouf. 
<laughs> I got it right now in my head. He was trying to fix the moped, couldn't fix it. And then after they're done, she fixes it for him and leaves. Ah, uh, okay. So it's this idea of like, she could have left anytime. She also says that she'll never forget these numbers, three and five. They uh, And then Stellan Sarzer says, oh, those are actually Fibonacci numbers. Oh, God. <laughs> You're so annoyed. It's so true, though. <laughs> Like this, he's just basically playing the pretentious film audience. He totally is. It's just and like she's just there just... trying to tell this nasty story to him and piss him off. Yeah, yeah. And she, he doesn't. He doesn't budge. He mm-hmm. just accepts it all. You know. You, you kind of make me like this film slightly more. <laughs> like I hated watching it. It was boring. I know. Spot. I felt so bad. I felt so bad watching it because I'm like I'm watching my half. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like fun and upbeat. And then I'm like, oh no, it's gonna get real bad later on. Uh, so anyway, uh, so she mentions that she, uh, later on has this competition with her friend B where she wears fuck me now clothes. Uh, when she says that there's a shot of a fishing lure and, uh, they will go onto a train and try to fuck as, as many men as possible. And as this happens, uh, they play the song born to be wild. And, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but then Selen Sarsgaard interrupts because he's going to make an observation, an obvious observation about what's happening. And as he says that the Born movie- to be wild is used. What an obvious choice of music. And then the scene rewinds and you hear born to be wild in reverse. And then they play the scene again. <laughs> All right. And, um, so, uh, then, uh, they mentioned that the best way of having sex with a man or, uh, trying to like keep a conversation going is to ask what questions. So like, what are you doing? Where are we going? What time is it? Stuff like that. Does that come into play later? Not that I remember. Okay. Maybe, uh, but I probably just, it didn't, it, it just matter. went over. Yeah. I was it like, this is a lot of dialogue. So B sleeps with a bunch of men, more yeah. men than Joe does. And the score is five to three. Three, five, oh. the numbers. Don't see you're starting to put I the pieces it. together. Oh man, the story's so deep. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's fucking it's fucking with you. It's like, oh look, it's it's oh look, it's it's all gonna because I was like, okay, no, now, no, 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 no. This movie's not deep. No, I know. That's the point. No, I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Because I just want to make sure. No. Okay. I agree with you. Because I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to keep my I, I hadn't picked up on what was happening yet. I was still being lured. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to keep my ears open for three and five again and they never show up again like these are things that they say are like like recurring but uh-huh. it isn't it's a trap it's a trick okay it's a trap um so anyway so then uh <laughs> it's funny because then Selen sarsgaard gets all excited about this and he again compares it to fishing and uh he says that um in order to attract a fish you have to act as if you're in trouble and that's what joe ends up doing in order to attract men uh, she says that she's sad and she says oh um actually i'm really sad because my she's on the 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 train as she's saying this she says my dwarf hamster died it's a lie and she says this to attract men and selen sarsgaard says what an interesting choice a dwarf hamster you know there might be some interesting sexual connotations to that and then she says maybe but it wasn't a conscious choice and that's what i'm saying that's this is him fucking with people more Mm -hmm. you know um so then Joe and B are in a cell car, a train, sorry, a, tra- a, a train car with his businessman and the businessman helps them out because they don't actually have tickets, buys them tickets. And then Joe, uh, uh, B tries to like fuck him, but the businessman, uh, like pushes her off and is not like rejects her advances. And so then B's like, if you tells Joe, Joe, if you sleep with that man, I will give you the 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 prize which okay. is like a bag of chocolates so that's, she, it? Bag of chocolate? that's all it is it's for a bag of chocolates um so the bragging right it is honest. it totally is 
Uh, and so then Joe makes conversation with the man, and the man says that he's uh, on his way home to have sex with his wife because uh, she is very fertile right now and ovulating. And so she's like, "Oh, so you're like, you, you must be like really horny right now." And then she like blows him, and okay. he's like, "No, I don't want this. Please stop this." And she goes, "Come on, it'll be fine." And then she just continues to do it, basically okay. like cool. forcing herself on it. Yeah, yeah. That's called rape, Mike. It is called. It is called rape. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's called. Yeah. It totally is. It's yeah. totally. Uh. Uh. Yeah. He, she sexually assaulted him. Uh huh. And Joe says that this is a an example of how she's a bad, terrible person. She's okay. trying to get a reaction out of Selen Sarsgaard, and he says. That's not how I see it. You've, uh, you know, you. this is a pleasurable and a humorous story. You were smiling when uh-huh. you were saying this. And she says, no, I used and abused my power over others for the sake of my own satisfaction. Uh-huh. And he says, no, it's fine. And she's, he's trying to like legitimize these actions. Right. And it's like, no, this is an awful situation. Yeah. And he even says like, you know, I've heard that, um, you know, if, if if men don't come, then uh, their sperm dies. And so maybe you might have helped him have a baby. And there's this shot of Joe just going like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, this man is is crazy. Like it's so weird. And so she's trying. So she's like, all right, I'll tell another story. And, and she just keeps trying to tell these stories to try to get him to, to react, to react and hate her more. Um, so uh, they talk about this whole thing about cutting uh, nails with the left or the right hand doesn't really matter okay uh, i don't think uh and then uh joe mocks him selling sarsgaard because a mocks his manhood try, again trying to offend him because she he's just served her a pastry with a little fork and she goes who would eat a pastry with a fork you eat it with your hands and he says what do you know you can eat it with a fork it's fine and she goes i knew a guy that ate a pastry with a fork chapter two jerome she meets up with Shia LaBeouf, once again. Uh-huh. Um, who, Eating a pastry of the fork? Yes, exactly nice. right. Uh, so I figured it out. You figured it out. You put all the pieces together. But again, it's like this story was built off of a thing that happened in the room. It, it feels like she's making this up as she goes along. Yeah. You know? uh, so uh, we see young Joe. Uh, she fucks a ton of men. And after finishing with all of them, she tells them that uh, they gave her her first orgasm. Uh, then she mentions that her and B created this weird sex cult. Uh, where uh, they would have to fuck as many men as possible, and they were never allowed to sleep with the same man. But as the cult kept going, the um, uh, B and almost all the members, including B, could not keep to these rules. The mm-hmm. rules were too strict for them. This is straight out of Lars von Trier's life. Okay. Not with a sex cult, but he started this movement called Dogma 95 back in 1995, where he had very strict rules about filmmaking. You couldn't use, ex- like, you couldn't edit music, you couldn't use fake lighting, mm-hmm. you couldn't put uh, the camera on a tripod. All of these very strict rules, and even he couldn't keep to these rules. And other people right. that tried to make these movies couldn't keep to them at all either. These, this is a one-to-one like thing of like the thing that Joe is doing is exactly the same thing that the director had. Okay. Done. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with there you. There you go. I'm so, very interested because you know all this because you know his background. I know this man. But what about poor old Joe Swill? Just want to watch a horny <laughs> film. I'm on watch his nymphomaniac. Well, Joe Just might a- be able to relate to it because there's a character named after him. That's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe's watching it. Uh, so then uh, B says that... Uh, so ever, so she's like criticizing B. And B says that the secret ingredient to sex is love. And Joe says that love is just uh, lust with jealousy added. She doesn't understand love. She doesn't mm-hmm. have this sort of like emotion. Uh, so Joe leaves the cult 
and attempts to study medicine but gets bored and so then she applies to be a secretary but she has no actual skills no job skills and so she doesn't think she's going to get hired but she does because Shia LaBeouf is working there and she and he hires her but he only hires her because he wants to have sex with her okay but she doesn't want to have sex with him um, and there's actually a really funny awkward scene where they're in the elevator together and he like stops the elevator from working so that he can be alone with her but then as he tries to like have sex with her and she she like denies him he's like alright fine I won't do it and then he tries to get the elevator to work and it doesn't work and so they're actually really stuck in the elevator it's pretty funny um, and so it shows it goes to show that he's still like an idiot like mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf still doesn't know what he's doing um and so in order to, like, stop this awkwardness, she really tries hard to, like, reach out to him and, like, uh, fit, like cleans up his office. But Shia LaBeouf is a fucking child and uh, and is always, like, trying to humiliate her and, and make her feel bad and doesn't work. Um, and uh, do, 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 do. But after a while, she realizes that she does actually like him. There's something about him. The, his, 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 his oafishness is beginning to turn her on. His hands, his careless elegance, she says. And she hates it. Because it's so complicated and she has no control over it. She's lost all control over, over his feel- her, her feelings towards him. And so then she finally gets the courage to write down her feelings for him. But as, he goes to, as she goes to deliver it to him, he's gone. Uh, he, her, her, his, uh, he was only apparently staying there because his uncle was gone and now his uncle's back. And so he's left and he's gotten married and he's off. Oh. And um, so Joe... There's there's nothing there for her. And so then Joe says that she would sit on trains and masturbate herself while looking at the other passengers, ima- trying to find one that looked like Shia LaBeouf. But as time went on, she forgot what he looked like, and it, she just couldn't do it anymore. So she's just a normal person on a train, then, that, She's just a normal person yeah, on a train okay, that does these kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. We all do these things. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so then she says that she aggressively would seek out men. She says, uh, she's, uh, she says that her vagina was like those automatic doors uh, that would open and close no matter oh, okay. what came around. And he shows, uh, then, uh, Gus, uh, I was, uh, sorry, uh, Lars von Trier shows a shot from one of his movies that had automatic doors, one of the TV shows called The Kingdom that he made. And I'm like, okay. Did you recognize that? I did because wow. I saw, I've seen The Kingdom. <laughs> it's this really crazy uh, uh, hospital drama he made. Anyway, and, <laughs> as, <laughs> and as all this is happening, he also intercuts shots of penises. And he, he, he's just showing us fucking slideshow of different penises oh, that's cool and it's any just, of them good yeah it's like it's just, just a couple of good penises good. okay good it's a couple good ones i feel Man. like you have von Schur, you might you know yeah yeah i was wondering i wonder if he was like ah, cut those ones he doesn't want those penises. <laughs> just cut them they're already <laughs> circumcised <laughs> there's a lot of uncircumcised penises and i'm just like i haven't seen enough of those i mean life. that's in europe so that's true it's a european it's very, thing. Com- very common over there uh so then chapter three begins mrs h this is my favorite chapter okay so we uh learn that Joe has a lot of relationships, so many that she can't keep track of them. Mm-hmm. So whenever she's in, she gets a call from uh, one of her relationships. She has a, a die. I will let you know we are thirty minutes in this podcast, Fuck. and you are chapter three. <laughs> okay. It's okay. Continue. I'm sorry. It's okay. So there's this one guy. His name is Mister H. He, she, uh, she's just trying to get rid of him because another uh, guy is coming around. So she says that she loves him too much and that she just wants. Uh, she's like, you'll, you'll never leave your wife. Yeah. You have to uh, go because I'm so in love with you. All right. So then he leaves and then he comes back and he says, hey, I left my wife. 
so we're together now. And then his wife and his children are there. Okay. And and his wife is being played by Uma Thurman. Oh. And Uma Thurman is making this whole situation so incredibly awkward. And I love her in this movie. She's so great because everything she says is so passive aggressive and angry. And she has every right to be that. And oh, she sure. even brings her child in. And she's like, oh, where's the whore bed? And she like looks for the bed that they're sleeping in. And she's she's just trying to make this whole situation as mean as possible. Wow. And it's great. She says, uh, and then there's this one really great part where um, the she's like bringing her kids. She's like, oh, and then the other guy shows up that Joe was waiting for. And so she's like, oh, Joe, how many people's lives have you ruined? Look at how, like, look at all the people in this room. You've ruined all of our lives by doing this. And so then she like grabs her kids and tries to bring her kids out. And there's this one really great part where one of the sons runs up to the dad and she, he's like, daddy, daddy. And then she says, no, no, son, you wouldn't want to uh, give your father a guilty conscience now, would you? And it's just like, oh, that's just so good. Oh, that cuts so deep. I love that. I love that feeling. And so then uh, Selen Sarsgaard, after this whole story, is like, hey, how did you, that affect your life, Joe? And Joe's like, it, you know, you uh, can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And <laughs> he's like, I guess that's true. Yep, that's it. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Oh, man. And so... Uh, What's the omelet in this situation? People's lives? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but wait, that's the eggs that were broken. Uh, oh, What's... maybe her eggs. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, so uh, then, next chapter, chapter four. Ah, see, I'm going faster. Going Delirium. Faster. This is a scene, all of us in black and white, where her father is dying and she is so upset because he's dying and 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 so she doesn't know how to deal with her emotions and shows she just has sex with a bunch of the orderlies in the hospital. Okay, cool. And uh, I don't know what he's dying from. Um, and there's one moment. Oh, it's so sad. I loved it. This was like the moment of heart. Like this had an actual like emotion to it where he's saying like, because it's brought up that he, he's like a botanist. He's he's really into plants and trees and stuff. And so on his deathbed, Joe uh, is like, hey, why don't you tell me that? Well, well, what is it about this tree? And it's the story that he's told her a hundred times. And he's like, I must have told you that a hundred times. And she's like, I forgot. But we know that she hasn't forgotten. She just wants him to talk about it. And it's like really beautiful and sad. And I love The only it. good person in her life. It, like. it is. And then he dies. And it's and she doesn't know what to do. She's this is like the only person she ever really loved. And then she says that she felt um ashamed. And he's like, well, and Selen Sarko is like, why do you feel ashamed? And she goes, Because I was so wet as he was dying. And they have a shot of her legs and like she's yeah. like, Yeah. And so and Selen Sarsgaard says, That's perfectly normal. It's understandable <laughs> to feel like that, you know, during times of crisis. And uh so then they talk about Bach and uh how Bach this is really interesting how Bach was really interested in the Fibonacci sequence and how his uh, his his uh, the letters of his name are actually, uh, you know, the B relates to this letter, the two and the A and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's all Fibonacci numbers and how he would put Fibonacci numbers into his music. And so this is chapter five called The Little Organ School. Um, which it relates um, three of Joe's sexual partners who he, she really loved to uh, different parts of a uh, the uh, sort of music, different parts of music. So we had F, who was the sense of lover. He was monotone, predictable, and ritualistic. The mm-hmm. foundation, he was like the she was like he was like the base, I guess. Okay. And then there was uh, this character named G, who was like a jaguar. He was in charge. And then the third person was G, uh, was um, what do you call it? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was the third person that she really, truly loved having sex with. And um, and then she says that she met him once more in the park that she would always like to walk around in. And Selen Sarsgaard takes issue with this. This is the first time he's taken issue with her story. He says, this is far too predictable. 
this is too good of a coincidence. This is unrealistic. And she says, which way will give you the most out of this story? By believing in it or by not believing in it? Oh. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's movies in a nutshell. That's movie in a nutshell. You have to believe it if, if you want to get something out of it. Exactly. But, you know. Suspension anyway. disbelief, baby. That's exactly right. You got to exactly do that. You right. can't put all those pieces together. Because as me, I'm like, that is unrealistic. That isn't. This, and this is so funny because this is the one thing that he hates. He doesn't hate all of the awful shit that she's done. He hates that the stories become predictable and unrealistic. Yep. It's, you know? it's just too easy, too convenient. Exactly. Well, let me get those Fibonacci numbers, pull them out. Mm, mm, oh, mm, oh, so Bach. pretentious. <laughs> oh, wait, it was Mozart. My bad. It was, it was Bach. Oh, shit. You're right. It was good. I don't know why I cut myself. I was like, <laughs> "You're totally right." Uh, so then we just basically just watched Shia LaBeouf fucking having sex. We see his penis. By the way, this the is place. a different. I don't. Know, you didn't mention this. But this is a younger version of her. That's right. right. Played by a completely different person. A different actor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Actors. Young version yeah, yeah. of her. I apologize. Um, I should have said that. That was a whole time. This whole thing was with a young version. of this her. This is all. This There's is three her. different actors actresses in this whole movie with her in it. She's like Who l- else? little little oh, girl. little little girl. Then there's like 15 to like. 20, 20 year old 20 her. like early 20s yeah. version and then then the, her the, the, yeah the yeah older actress, her who's talking to Skarsgård that's right and so then we just see her just fucking fucking Shia LaBeouf and then uh, in the middle of this wild passionate sex Joe says that she can't feel anything and she starts to cry mm. because even after all this she doesn't feel anything and then the movie ends and I the I, movie ends well my Mike movie. the movie ends <laughs> My movie ends. Mike, the movie may have ended, but the story continues. It's funny because as the credits roll, we see in the next volume, and they show scenes from your half. It makes it sound like more. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) That isn't good. Let's let's give it up for Mike for putting together a a whole movie, a two-hour-long movie, and about 38 minutes while giving constructive criticism and goals for the movie that were set by Lars von Trier, giving a little bit of detail on his past films. Congrats to Mike doing it, and uh, this is your um, this is your podcast summary co- cast now. I, I genuinely po- feel good about it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you did pretty good. Thank you got you. Th- you got it through, and you actually provided a lot of context of things. You I tried to things that were most important. I tried to. It's almost to. like you've been summarizing movie plots for over two hundred episodes. <laughs> it's almost like I watched my movie twice, so I could yes. think, I could. Oh, that also helped too. Yeah, wasn't. that also helped too. Yeah. Plus, having a deep knowledge of the actual person behind it, not going. <laughs> Let's look it up on Wikipedia later. <laughs> I wonder if this guy's deal. Oh no, he's not what I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I well, mean, I'm guilty of that too. And no, you know what? I might fine. be guilty of it this in this movie. I but, can't wait. But I mean, the thing is, is like going in this movie, watching all of it. I definitely yeah. had a lot of. Like, I couldn't figure out the tone of this movie because mm. it sounds like it was really funny on your half, but it I don't, was. I don't know if it was really funny. And maybe the movie would have been funnier if I saw the first half. Yeah. Bad things happen, and then they would comment on them, and then it would be like, okay, cool. And that would be about it. Right, right, right. So um, I got this. Let me just read my notes because they're fun at the beginning because, you know, I don't know who these people are. I got some lady having flashbacks about being a kid. <laughs> While she's having these flashbacks, she's getting banged from behind by let Shia me, LaBeouf. Let me ask you, huh. going into this movie, because you didn't know anything about yeah, this yeah. movie. I warned you. I warned you about the movie. Ooh, I don't remember much warning. What was the warning? You I just, just said, said I'm sorry. sorry. You just said I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. You messaged me and said I'm sorry. But saying I'm sorry is very vague. Because <laughs> I thought it might have been like torture porn. I thought well, it might have been. Mm, kind of, yes, no. Not mm. really. Not to the extent like as far as Antichrist with the penis getting beaten yeah, coming blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, not nearly as bad as okay, that. Okay, that's good. Um, but I was like, I, I was worried about you. I didn't. I was worried about how you were going to react to this. I thought I thought you weren't going to be my friend anymore. Well, 
No, Mike, you show me way more awful shit than this. <laughs> in my life. This is this is nothing. Oh wow. This is nothing. Okay. I'm a hardened man now. So but what were you expecting this movie to be? I was expecting to be a raunchy sex fun movie. <laughs> raunchy okay. sex like porkies. <laughs> <laughs> like a bachelor party exactly yeah. like one of those but yeah. like with a bunch like it'd be like a funny thing about a bunch of sex addicts no mm. it's only one Mm-mm. and uh that's that was my initial thought of what okay was okay be. sorry so coming so, into this yeah i as immediately when i saw a a kid in a flashback looking up at us at the sky and then levitating <laughs> because she was imagining something while a uh, flashback of her also getting banged from behind mm-hmm. and she envisions these angels appearing these two lady figures and Skarsgård suddenly appears i'm like whoa he's in this movie <laughs> and uh there's like two women i thought it might have been like one of them had to be in the virgin mary and he's like no 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 could have been the, they certainly were not the virgin mary right it was uh uh i'm gonna get this name wrong but i heard it once valeria Milisan- Misalina. <laughs> Missalina, no, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh the most notorious nymphomaniac in history was one Ooh. of them, and the other one was the great whore of Babylon. <laughs> and I blame this because of your spontaneous orgasm, which I didn't see happen. <laughs> maybe that was the oh, maybe it was, maybe it was levitate, which is because I was like ten, but I guess all right. Whatever. Hey man, I was ten having orgasm all the time. <laughs> I laid it feels levitating. I I came so hard I levitated. <laughs> like a geyser yeah 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 even though you're 10 and couldn't even physically do that old faithful <laughs> must have been old faithful been coming since you're 10 never let me down this time <laughs> never let me down period i, I want to stay in the air <laughs> you're like, i'm coming in the fields i'm coming in the gym uh, anyway he, he governed the california all right so then um uh yeah i was like what i put it literally in notes it makes him a good listener oh i'm sorry it's because i missed a bunch of other notes because i scrolled too far because document is so fucking long all right <laughs> mine is really long too flashback young lady masturbating being sad okay she says she can't feel anything this is her worst moment and scars guards like only cares about the mathematical stuff he yes. only cares about and this with your theory <laughs> It's very interesting. Yeah. Because the fact that he cares only about the, he doesn't get horny or anything about any of these sexual naughty stories. He only cares about putting the two parts together. Yes. And putting the pieces together, all the mathematical stuff, as she calls it. Right. And it's very interesting because it sounds like he's referring back to stuff like Antichrist where they have like horrific, horrific violence in it. But Mm -hmm. nobody, none of the critics cared about that. No. They only cared about the meaning and the messages and putting everything together. What could this be about? Yeah. And I feel like that's what he cares about. And then he reveals, oh yeah, I'm not interested in any of this because I identify myself as asexual because I'm just not I I don't I've oh. never had sex before I've never had sex with a woman never had sex with a man I didn't know that never did any of that stuff oh. yeah hmm oh no you're thinking the way he wants to think don't do that Mike no. don't do that no I'm not I'm not don't, thinking don't about do it. that don't no. do that no. don't become what this movie wants you to be <laughs> <laughs> anyway he says it makes him a good listener though because he can just uh, piece everything together without being horny the whole time right um so then he explains the difference between the Roman Church and the Orthodox Church about how there's like an Eastern version <laughs> which is uh he basically sums up the 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 Catholic Church is a church of suffering, and the Orthodox Church is a church of happiness. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> um, that's a quick way to do it. And that's the name of the next chapter. Which is? Um, is I, thought, I didn't write it down, but I thought it was called like East versus West. Okay. I don't think it was actually called that, but it was something similar to that where it was like, you oh, know, the, the divide in the church, basically. Oh, okay. And she puts in the title The Silent Duck. Which is underneath it? Does that come into play beforehand? Silent Duck. Okay, because it comes into play later, but I didn't know if it had more context to it or if it was just some weird thing. Okay, I don't think so. Cool. 
Um, so we got Silent Buff giving a weird accent and saying yeah. like they're hanging out, having food. Wait, what chapter is this? Uh, five. Oh, okay. I think. No, wait. You did five. This is six. Okay. Is this six? This is six. Okay. Um, and he's like, "I'll give you five bucks if you can put a spoon up your hoo ha." <laughs> Does he really say hoo? No, I'm editorializing. Here. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure all the different. We. This is a this is a family podcast. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Sure it is, Mike. Sure. <laughs> we want That's why I call it the hoo ha. <laughs> I'm called the snatch next. <laughs> What? I'm just laughing at you. Yeah. I'm a funny guy. Uh, <laughs> she grabs. So, instead of the $5, she's like, no, no, no. My cootie coo could hold more than this. So, she goes over to these spoons at the, at, you know, when you're at the hometown buffet, you got the little, like, the area behind it. And it's like, here's all the spoons while the waiters grab it. She grabs, like, five spoons. Whoa. Puts them down there. And then she starts just. Banging them, them up, up there. there. Just putting them up there with Whoa. sun no shine. Is this what they call spooning? Uh, you know what? It might be. <laughs> I've never spooned before. I've never spooned before. Now I know. It makes a lot of sense, actually, <laughs> I think about it. But they just seem like... I just didn't know how they could fit so many up there. Oh, man. Imagine they were forks. Oh. <laughs> Honestly... Spoons can be pretty pointy, like especially you're putting them on the not rounded part. You know, oh, if, if you put them the other way, way yeah, like, yeah, oof, yeah. that could be bad. That could do some cuts, <laughs> some damage. Yeah, that's right. She starts shoving them up there, and mm-hmm. he's she comes away with a bunch of five dollar bills because she shoved more than one spoon up there. Ugh. And then she walks away, and the waiter's like, "What the hell?" As she drops forks, forks, is she, or sorry, not forks. Forks. It, it, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she put in spoons and out came for forks. <laughs> <laughs> what happened up there? <laughs> Magical vagina. Um, no, she then starts walling away, and then these forks are. God dang it! Spoons keep falling out. Spoons keep falling out. Okay, not the forks. Not forks. Let me be clear: there's no forks in this movie. <laughs> None. Zero. Whoa. What? There's a thing about forks and spoons in my house. What movie. is it? Tell me, Mike. The oh. tell me, motherfucker. <laughs> the pastry. The, the, they, they oh yeah. The pastry fork uh-huh. is like they say it's like a fork and a spoon put together, a knife and a, and a spoon and a fork. What? That's a spork. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's dumb. Um, <laughs> then she gets pregnant because she, she lapsed on her thing. And what do you think she's gonna do with that pregnancy? Abort it. No, she's gonna have a C-section. Whoa. And have the baby, because the Shia LaBeouf are going to have a big, happy family. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is when the movie changes. I'm glad it's... I'm the glad changes. It gets better. I'm glad it's gotten a little Well, she better. has a C-section, and when she's looking up as the baby's being cut out of her, it smiles and laughs at her, and he's like, that's like the smiling Buddha or some bullshit. He didn't say that. He said something about how it's like some, some, some obscure fucking bullshit that yeah. fucking... You Do know. you see the C-section? Uh, you see it kind of blurry. Oh, it's okay. kind of blurry. You can't really see it. All right. Um, uh, but then uh, he wants, she wants to keep banging him because she's, you know, the ones, the Shadow Buff that is. Right. And he's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't set. No, not the baby. <laughs> I want to be surprised in this movie if that comes to that. Yeah. Um. But then uh, she can't satisfy her anymore because she's just too dang much. She's too horny, dude. No, yeah. Too horny. So she's she, a maniac. Yeah. So he's like, why don't you also, you know, go bang other people? Oh. Do that on the side. And he's like, okay, cool. So she immediately goes out. Does a trick of her car can't work, and then starts to feel out the crowd, and then goes to town, and then Shia LaBeouf, he comes. She comes home, and he's like, "Good day," and she's like, "Yeah," and he looks like a sad puppy. Him with a turtleneck is the funniest thing to me. He just <laughs> looks so sad, and 
and pensive and also pretentious at the same oh, time. Yeah, definitely. like that dude like writes poetry all the time and then <laughs> goes but to it's clubs. Bad poetry. It's bad poetry. It's the worst he thinks poetry. it's great and he'll talk yeah. shit on every other great poet. Definitely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like, that's his. That's Robert his vibe. Frost. Right. Fuck that guy. Fuck off. <laughs> Freeze in hell. Yeah. <laughs> We're like Robert. Get lost. <laughs> Uh, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Yeah, so that. So she's banging up. Hey, he guys. gets mad. Yeah. Is this still Young Joe? Yes, this oh, okay. is still Young Joe. Okay, okay, okay. I think. I think. No. No. Wait. Oh. Yeah. No, it's not. So here's the weird thing. Okay. Is at, this is the part that weirded me out, and I couldn't tell when this happened, but suddenly her she changed from Young Joe to Adult Joe. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact point this happened, but Shia LaBeouf was still there, young. Oh, interesting. Which is weird. Mm. Which is weird. Don't look into this. It's bullshit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And anyway, it looks like a sad puppy punches the wall. And then she's like, I'm interested in, I'm interested in something crazy. I want, uh, I want to have a language barrier. So she sees these African dudes out in the street. Oh, this is the infamous scene. Is it? Yeah, where she just has sex with like three black guys. No, no, it's only two. Oh, okay. get it, get it right. Sorry. And they're they basically they don't speak English, and she has a translator go down and just like translate this. I want to have sex with you. Will you do it? And they send back over an address, and she just goes. Okay. And uh, then the guy comes in and brings his brother. Okay. I think it's his, you know what? There's no language. I don't know why I say it's an actual brother. It could be just a friend. Yeah. And they just they guy. just they just argue and they do it and then they argue afterwards and then she leaves <laughs> after do, after having sex because apparently they had they were arguing the whole time about which hole to do it in. And right. They because they one. they double penetrate her. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think uh, that was really the actress? <laughs> I have no idea. Probably. I don't know. It wasn't. You don't think so? It, it, I know it wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they apparently got a lot of like. It was apparently a fucking mess behind the scenes because they got like porn star dump like stunt doubles and they had to like because it there's it's just one open shot where you see her face but you see like you know the butt and the you know yeah yeah so it's like the the backside is the porn star and then the top is the actor yeah man I know why not just get somebody who can take it (laughs) oh god. Good lord! <laughs> All right, so then, um, uh, she's he's like, "Did that satisfy you, Scarsgard?" Said, and she's like, "No, but it opened up a whole other world to me." A new fantastic point of uh-huh. view. Also, she called. This is interesting. Mm. Um, she called. Oh god! So this is the part where I'm like, if this is actually him, this is the part where I'm starting to lose him. I totally know where you're going with this. She says the word. Uh, she says, "Oh yes, these these Negroes did not satisfy me." Ugh. And Scarsgard's like, "Don't use that word." <laughs> Like, use a different word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, why? I think when society starts removing words, it's because society's too weak. Yeah. And it jeopardizes democracy by choosing the best word. And he's like, I think it just is nice to minorities and stuff like that. People may be hurt by it. She's like, well, that's, I think that's dumb. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's nice. It's, it's nice that he's not going with her on this. What do you mean? It's nice that he's like, not going like, I see where you're going with this. I'm yeah. Like, I agree with you. You know, this is the one thing where he's like, he pushes back a little bit. That word, yeah. What the fuck's wrong? That's just what the critics would say. That's right. It totally is. They'd go with everything but this. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this isn't what we were told to say because we're just Hollywood people who just suck on Hollywood's tit. Whatever comes out of there. So if Hollywood (laughs) says we can't say that word anymore, we're not gonna say it anymore. That's what he thinks. Okay. That's what he thinks. (laughs) Where are you going? 
That's what he thinks the audience <laughs> said. What, okay. The audience is That's what Lars von Trier thinks. Exactly. Say, this okay. isn't me. All right. I'm just putting words in his mouth. <laughs> Not that really. That come this from me. This is basically what he's saying. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so what she does is she goes to this guy. Yeah. Uh, I believe his name is K. Yeah, it's K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she goes to this guy, this mysterious guy. That she doesn't even explain to Skarsgård who he is. It's a whole mystery about oh. this guy. He's just. She goes in this room, and there's other women sitting outside. And this guy just comes in. He's like, "Who are you?" She's like, "I want to do what you do." And he, she's like, "He's like, you're not ready for what I do." And then he pulls another lady in and just goes into the back. It's like oh. very sterile, very creepy. Mm-hmm. And very um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and she stays the whole time. And he's like. I'm getting annoyed with you. And she's like, I want this. He's like, okay, fine. If you really want this, I'm going to slap you across the face. I want you not to react. So he just slaps her across the face. He's like, okay, well, if you're fine with that, then I have three rules. Says K. K says, first rule, there's, uh, I never have sex with you. There's no sex. I'm not having sex with you at all. <laughs> okay. And there's no safe word. Oh God. There's no, no. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Second rule. <laughs> Wait, you that was only that was that was two rules. I know, right? That's, that's what I thought. Second rule: brown leather riding crop. You have to buy one and bring it. Okay, and you can't He's buy not one. Spend any of his own money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't. Uh, and you can't um, buy one from a sex shop. You have to buy like a real one from no. a horse or whatever. Um, and then rule three: you have to wait. This is the only one she protests. You have to wait. Um, it'll be some because I'll be here around two to six a.m. You have mm. to wait around that time. Mm. And, um, yeah, and I might just come or show up and bring Maybe you in whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to wait around that time. What's That's his it. name? K. You know, his, her mom's name was K. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Do you think there might be a connection there? You're already starting to put pieces together. You Maybe. shouldn't be doing that. That's what the movie's trying <laughs> to do. They're a trick. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we usually do in movies. I know. We're not allowed to because it's bullshit. It's a trick. <laughs> it's all a trick. Um. Anyway, this is also the point where I realize I'm like, wow, she aged like 20 years. <laughs> but Shia LaBeouf is still there. Yep, yep. So, uh, well, she's, she's maturing faster than him. Okay, I guess so. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, he binds her with these straps to tie her down. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do it. Gonna like get all these crazy instruments out. He has like a crowbar. It's like a crowbar. What's gonna happen? Yeah, exactly. It Jesus. looks like a crowbar. What are you and doing then says, with that? Um, oh, "Your ass isn't high enough. Come back Thursday." So she can't get a hold of the babysitter. Oh, she protested because she, she had trouble getting a hold of the babysitter. So she can't get a hold of the babysitter this time. And the first time when she said her ass was too low, mm. um, she got the babysitter. But this time she can't. So she just leaves anyway. She abandons her child, her child. unsupervised oh. to just go. And uh, he goes and they tie her down. Like, they tie her down with not just like ropes. Well, they do use ropes with certain moss. But he mm. also ties her down with, you know, those things you use to like attach to trailers and they have the little crank? Yeah. The little like, they're kind of like, um, how do you describe them? They're like bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're but like, they're not they, rubber. They they're stretch. cloth bands. Yeah. No, no, no. They're not, they don't stretch. Oh, okay. They're those ones that, um, they almost have like a mechanical clicking thing. Mm-hmm. So you cinch things on. And oh, like I know no, what you're There's about. no give. Right, right, it's right. It's just like right. you cinch things on. Ouch. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so then she, he does and he whips her booty a couple times and she thanks him. <laughs> yeah, that's what you call it. Yeah, give him a spank. Yeah. <laughs> a little spank spank. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no kick shape. No, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. No. Um, um, and it's interesting because she's very wet this time. She wasn't wet the first time. Also another thing that he didn't like, but mm. she was very wet this time. And uh, Scars Guard says, "Oh, it's interesting. Your body's prepared for an intercourse that will never happen." <laughs> Fucking mm. pretentious bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, so then he starts escalating the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts putting quarters and gloves and hitting her, Ow. stuffing towels in her mouth, um, all sorts of things like that, escalating mm. it a little bit. And then uh, one time she goes off, uh, her three-year-old, because she doesn't have a babysitter, right. gets out of the crib. Oh, no. Starts walking around, heads outside the staircase where it's open. It's outside. It's snowing. This is this is Antichrist. And then this oh. is this is exactly Antichrist. Oh really? What happens next in Antichrist? Well, it's, is it black and white in slow motion? No, it's in color. Oh, is they're playing music? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Okay, because in Antichrist, this is the beginning of the movie where she's having sex with her husband. The baby gets out and falls out the window and dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is similar. Like it's interesting because you think that's gonna happen, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit. Well, Shia LaBeouf comes home luckily. Oh, he finds God. the kid right before it falls off the edge. I thought it was going to be like an empty ledge, but it's like, no, not this time. That's interesting. So then um, she comes home. He confronts her and is like, if you leave tonight, are you going to have sex? With, are you going to go back to wherever place you go to have sex again? Mm. If you do that, I'm going to leave tonight because at this point you're you're foregoing your responsibilities as a parent. And it's like, yeah, at this point, it's like really irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> at this point, um, she says, the last time you see me, she says, okay. And then she leaves and goes back to Kay. And it, she, he says, Child of Buff, when she leaves, is like, it's fucking Christmas at, for Pete's sake. <laughs> like, I bet da- that's exactly how he said it. Exactly. That's how he said it. it all, yeah. 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 <laughs> and she goes back to Kay, and she, she's like, hey, just butts in line. She's, he's, got, he's busy with another lady. It's like, no. She's like, oh, I have to deal with her now. By the way, he calls her Fido because she doesn't care about her name. So oh, she calls okay. her like a dog, a dog name. name yeah. Um, and gives, he's like, fine. Well, give me this Christmas, and I'll give you a Christmas present. And it's just a brand new whip. I guess, and she tries to kiss him, and he like denies. He's like, "What are you doing? That's weird." And <laughs> and she that's, says, that's I, weird. I, She says after he gets, he's like, "I want." She's like, "I want you. I want your. I want your dick, dude." And um, <laughs> what? I want your dick, dude? Want your said. dick, dude? Come on, bro. Oh, it's come not, on, bro. Oh, oh, why don't you fucking dick at me, bro? Girl, come on, man. Just put you inside me, bro. Fill all my holes, bro. Put them all in there. We got three holes. You got one dick. We're gonna get creative. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Flip a coin. <laughs> Where are you going to go first? Flip the coin. Put it in the glove. Slap it with it a couple times. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. And then, sla- and then whips her ass a few more times. But mm. like this time her ass is getting bloody. Like It's not just like, it's, oh, it's getting It's not fun color. anymore. It, like, no, no, she likes it. She's oh. into it. Oh, okay. Um, and then that was last time she saw Shia LaBeouf and her kid. And oh. that's also, but luckily, this is when he teaches him her the silent duck, which is, I think, you get your hand. I'm going to try to describe this for an audio podcast. You I'm get your hand. You, you make a Donald Duck face, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Kind of typical, like a little Muppet face. A little Muppet face. Yeah. Quite the easy Muppet face symbol. Right. Um, and then you shove it up a cooter. <laughs> that's what you do. You shove it up there. But you don't say anything because it's a silent duck. Why? Who? Who did that? You do it to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I love that train of thought. No. <laughs> Um, um, fucking K does it. K oh, does he it. does it to her. And that's the silent duck. Why? Oh, so he's gonna do that, and she has to not say anything. I think she doesn't say anything, or the duck says something. Oh, it's the duck's talking. talking it could be a talking of... duck. If it talks, it's bad because it hurts. It's like, Ugh. ah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. So that's that was the thing. That's that's a that's a silent duck, and that okay. was the second title to chapter. Uh, six. But now we're on the chapter seven, which is the mirror. Right. We're so close to chapter eight. We're so close to the final chapter. Yeah. Um, how am I doing on time? Oh, God. <laughs> HR is it? Okay. So we got HRs involved. They're like, hey, you should go to sex therapy. She's like, okay, cool. I'll go to sex therapy or sex addiction therapy. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so make it harder. So they're like, you got to make it harder to have sex. Uh, 
by reducing all your impulses. And so she basically removes everything from her room, covers Mm -hmm. her mirror, but then she read her diary and got really horny and tried to get it off. She got off anyway. Right. Then she goes, yes, exactly. So, uh, she goes back to the, uh, the therapy session, the group therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not like all of you. I'm not a sex addict. I'm a nymphomaniac and you all suck. And (laughs) society doesn't have room for me. And she leaves and sets her car, a car on fire. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah. So she's just like, fuck this. I'm not going to try to get help. I'm just going to embrace who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, man. Is that cool, bro? It's Garzard's like, well, that seems like a c- cool idea, I guess. God damn it, Sarsgaard. And, he's, and she's like, hmm, there's running out of things in this room to name after the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, interesting. He's like, well, you know, if you look at something from a different angle, a whole new perspective shows up. Mm-hmm. And there was, <laughs> there was a scene I kind of liked because it was just a straight up shot of a vagina. <laughs> and then it just turned... To like be a, a horizontal vagina, <laughs> and then it was just an eye. <laughs> a different angle. So she names, and then she talks about this gun that she has. Mm-hmm. That's what they call chapter eight, the gun. Okay. So this is the final chapter. Um, <laughs> so she gets some sort of shady stuff because, or obviously, she can't work for like that job anymore because she you know she, she just yeah. jumped out of the um, therapy the therapy yeah and so she goes in the debt collecting business and this is where she works for l mm-hmm. you know who l's played by no william defoe what william defoe is in this movie he's an antichrist and he's an antichrist he's the her husband in antichrist he's the one who gets his dick fucked up right yeah it does <laughs> there you go. he's a debt collector and uh-huh. so she goes in debt collecting, um, but she, he's like, I could use you. I could use you, your uh, sex skills and all that stuff. You're working with working with seducing men and all oh, those things. Oh, I see, I see. Um, so she's like, she started doing good as She like burned cars. She had two other guys work with her, but they were dumb. Their main way of doing things was just breaking everything in the house mm-hmm. and being like, you should pay your debt. <laughs> um, but what she does is ruin people's lives. And let me explain one thing. So this guy is sitting here, and he just doesn't care about anything. He's Who? getting this person this guy trying, to collect. trying to collect. Okay. Yes. So these, all these things are being smashed, and he's like, I don't care. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to start describing dirty stories now and maybe see if I can get a rise out of him. After pulling his pants down, he has a fully non-erect penis. <laughs> That was a fully weird, not that's erect. How I'm going to stick with that phrasing. Okay, good. It's fully not erect. <laughs> One might say soft. <laughs> what a simpler term. Yeah. We're in a pretentious movie here, Mike. <laughs> that's right. Fully not erect. That actually equivocates. The, the, the reason that they say fully is fully, for a reason. Yeah. It's for and the sound. You know, it's for it rhymes with fully, which is a sound editing technique for the sound when the penis gets big. <laughs> A slide whistle. Uh, <laughs> a slide is what you slide down. A slide down, which is maybe a uh, child. What a penis might be doing with a vagina, maybe sliding down it <laughs> with a slide whistle sound. <laughs> but it's because it's a fully erect penis, which is fully, which is based on the sound of fully, the art of it, that makes sense as a genius. <laughs> now you're getting it. I got it. I'm Scar's guard now. Um. Anyway, yes. so she says all these stories, and he's like, he's not getting off on any stories. Nothing is tickling him until I got to the final story. The story is you're walking home during the day through a park when you hear the sound. Shia LaBeouf. No, <laughs> no worse. Children. Oh. You hear the sound of children, and you see a little boy playing on a swing. Oh, no. And you walk over to the little boy, and you're like, what's up, kid? <laughs> I'm a fucking pedophile. <laughs> I don't want to explain the other the real story because it's gross. 
But the point is, he get the dude gets a boner. Oh, from pedophilia. So pedoph- I'm hearing this story about banging a little boy. Ugh. Do they Just, show it? They show his boner. They don't show him banging a little boy. Thank God. Yeah. But he's. But then, as he gets his boner, he's like, "Please stop! Please stop! I don't want to hear this anymore. I I live shame with this." And he, he's she's just like, "Cool! I'm gonna start sucking you off now." And then she starts giving a blowjob. Okay. And he Scarsgard's like, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> Why did you do that? And she says, I gave him a glow job because I felt bad. I felt bad that I just ruined his whole life. Because he never hurt anyone. Mm. He's a pedophile, but he never hurt anyone. People always talk about how pedophilia is irredeemable. They only talk about the 5% of people who actually act on it. Mm. And not the 95% of people who don't. And I'm like, I need some stats yeah, on this. I was, I was looking, yeah, I was I need say. I feel like you don't have any stats to back this how up. How many people say that they're pedophiles that haven't done anything? Exactly. Like, yeah. You don't know that because people aren't going to tell you I'm a pedophile or yeah, I like exactly. being attracted to children. Exactly. That's not something that's like, hey, are you a pedophile? Yeah, but I haven't fucked a child. Yeah, but I never did anything about it. It was fine, right? Oh, yeah. That's, it's fine. Oh, perfect. There's no I just shame like a child here. porn. Yeah. <laughs> which is obviously frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, guys. This is terrible. No kink shame, right? <laughs> There's a kink shame. Uh, that's not kink. That's. <laughs> That's just straight child abuse. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, so then he's like, oh, interesting point. I disagree with it, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, they deserve, she basically says, they deserve a medal because they never react to their desires because sex is the most powerful thing. I should know. <laughs> I, I should know. I I'm an adorable know. person. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, so then she goes to Defoe again. He's like, you're old. You need a successor because you're get- we're getting older. You can't do this the whole time. You need mm-hmm. to start training a successor. You know, it'll take many years. Right. So what you do is you go to like a basketball game of some kid who had like a horrible childhood or lives with a bunch of criminals or something and you just cheer for that kid because no one else will cheer for them. You're grooming them. You want them to trust you. You want to cheer them and you want to bring them in so you could then bring them in this life of crime. And that doing sounds stuff. awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, that just straight sounds like also like grooming children towards pedophilia uh-huh <laughs> well so oh. she goes to a basketball game and there's there's a little girl that uh blood the foe would set her up with is like uh-huh. hey this girl she's her whole family's in crime they're either in jail or they're dead her mom died of an over- yeah her mom died of an overdose her dad's in jail i think anyway and she has a deformed ear and she's extremely self-conscious of it mm-hmm. um so go to her basketball game start cheering she's like okay so he d- she does that and eventually they start forming a little bit of a bond because she's only excited and she's like wow thanks for cheering all this time yeah that's really cool and they start bonding and then they go to she's like i'm gonna take uh my protege to go do what i uh what my dad did like we're gonna go appreciate trees and i'm like oh shit her dad's christian slater that's right and uh she introduces this girl's name we're gonna call p from now on that's okay. her name um p for pedophile maybe maybe <laughs> um and she starts, i need to ask before we keep going uh-huh. is, is she played by like a little girl She's played by, I looked her up, she's played by someone who's in her 20s. Okay. But she's supposed to be 15. In the movie, she's in the movie. 15. Yes. Okay. She's actually just 20 when this movie came out, because I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, so then, she starts, they, they move in together, because she's like, I want to start like taking you as like a daughter. Like, I want to start bringing you in as a daughter and all stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, one, of, one of the times, the, the horniness hit real hard, but she can't jerk off. Uh, this is She Joe, can't jerk off way. because she doesn't have a dick. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> she can't masturbate because um, her body's in so much pain from all the abuse that she's taken. Oh. So she's just sitting there in um, 
in the bathroom crying and, and pee walks in and is like what's going on mm. she's like i can't feel any like it's just you need to go away and she like sits down like are you sure you're in pain and then they just do this thing where basically p starts addressing herself and then sees the, the starts undressing joe and then she's like don't look she's like I have yeah. sores around there, and P's like, I have this ear problem, so uh, we can connect, right? Uh, and then they both address, undress, and they're naked, and then she starts kissing, and they have sex okay. while, while Joe is crying the whole time. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah, how'd you feel, Mike? I don't feel good. Dude. You don't feel good? <laughs> I don't feel good You don't feel all. good? Yeah, the scene's really awkward, yeah. and it's a very long. <laughs> it's long. It lasts maybe, one might say too long. You know, you might get the idea. Yeah, like, after a couple of minutes, you get the you idea. Get the idea, yeah. But it lasts quite a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, so I was I, definitely, I, looked I definitely looked it up. I was like, how old is this lady? How old is this lady? Okay. Yeah, I looked her up. Mia Goth. She was yeah. born in 93. So, yeah. yeah, she's... Her full name is Mia Gypsy Mello de Silvia Goth. Isn't that a cool name? Mm, it's oh. a bit long. Uh, that's true. It's a bit long. It's just like the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to trim it down a bit. Might be okay. Yeah. There's, there's some cool words. You know, there's some cool words in there. <laughs> Let's trim those out. Let's trim some of them out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so then P.S. Hey, I want to go to work with you next time. What do you do anyway? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and then she also asked, like, why are we, why are you meeting me this one time? Like, why did you come to my basketball games? She's like, oh, you know, I was recruiting you for my job. Basically, mm. she comes clean, right? I believe I might be wrong about that. Um, and then she's like, okay, well, I want to come work with you at your next job. She's like, okay. She's so okay the, ne- the instant next scene is she's got a gun to the, the guy's head and is like, shoot the fucker. P says that. Whoa. And he's Joe's like, no, no, don't do that. And then. It's like you shouldn't do that stuff. You shouldn't shoot him. He's like, I oh, don't worry. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna shoot him. I was just threatening him. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm gonna take your gun away. And she takes the gun away. And uh, P is like, You're an evil woman. And then that's it. And then she's like, Okay, I'm gonna lead you to one of the, the debtors. She they go to the debtor, mm-hmm. and um, she looks at the name. Joe does. She looks at the name on the house, and is like, Why don't you take this one by yourself? He was the first one you'll do. And I realize that because it's Jerome. Oh, Jerome is there, played by an old Jerome now. Who's he playing? Play I don't by? know. Some, some guy, guy, but some he's guy. okay. But he's Jerome. But he's not. He's not. Not Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, it's like suddenly you age. <laughs> 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 I don't get that. Um. Uh. Anyway, so she just like comes back home, and it's like how to go. And he's like, I did it. Got a payment plan and everything. It went really well. I loved it. Good. It's like okay, cool. Um. So one night. Joe didn't come home on the last payment. Or not Joe. P didn't come home on the last payment. So Joe's wondering where she went. So she goes and checks it out. The two bouncers or the two other henchmen are outside sleeping. And she sees that P is naked inside Jerome's house with her old lover. And they're clearly doing stuff. Oh, snap. Clearly doing things. Oh, boy. So at this point, Joe's at a lowest point. She runs away and finds... Oh, she mentioned, by the way, when she was bringing P to the, f- the forest that her dad had like a spirit tree. Mm-hmm. One that like really envelops the spirit. Because she says all these spirits... All these trees are like, um, uh, all these trees are like human spirits. Yes. You know? And so he's yes. like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my spirit tree. She never found her own. Well, she runs away and finds a spirit tree. And like when she was running away in her darkest time. Yeah. And then she suddenly says, you know what? I realized I had to do something. I had to kill someone. So she said, whoa. And he's like, whoa, you did that? She's like, yeah. So. It's the most difficult thing. She says, actually, it's more difficult not to kill someone because that's just who we are. We're created for it. Us, oh, all of us people are murderers. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. <laughs> and then he goes to, she goes to an alley and finds Jerome mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with P. L. 
Wait, yeah, L? P. I don't know why I put L. I think I just got the names mixed up. P. <laughs> There's a lot of letters. There's a lot of letters yeah. uh, with P. And she goes to shoot him and clicks it a bunch of times, and the gun doesn't work. What the fuck? She was ready to kill him, and then he just beats her, beats her to hell, Ugh. and then takes um, L, takes her pants off, and they start banging in front of Who's her. Who's L? Sorry, I put P. <laughs> no, you did. You put L, did I know. You? I put L a bunch of times, so I'm reading, okay. I'm reading off my notes, and right. that, I'm changing P. it right now. P. She, she bangs P a bunch of times. In front of Joe. In front of Joe. Three plus five. There uh, you go. There you go. Just like that. First time and then, with him. And then P comes over and then pees on her. <laughs> While she's laying on the ground all beaten. Like urinates on yes. her? <laughs> Gets their name. That's, what, that's why she's that's called that. Name. Not for pedophilia, no, but for, for peeing. Yeah. <laughs> for piss. For pee pee. <laughs> for pee pee. And I'm like, hey man, no UTI. Yes. Anyway, and then, um, <laughs> which weird because Ooh. Joe responds with, fill my hose, please. Which I think is the mantra. Yeah, she says that to a lot of people. Which, oh, do you mean like her the whole inner soul? She yeah, wants I think, that I think the whole I think she wants that filled. Yeah. Or it's uh yeah, or it's Von Trier being like just, yeah. just hey, critics, fuck me up. <laughs> Fucking find all the holes in my movies. Yeah. <laughs> and plug them, I guess. <laughs> and Skarsgård's like, oh, I know what you did, why it didn't fire off, is because you never racked the gun. You didn't you had it fully loaded. But you didn't you didn't pull back the the, the hammer. The, no, not the hammer, the um in an automatic, which is a PP Walter, which is they bring up a lot that she really liked a pp walter yeah that ian fleming's the famous gun that james bond uses p yeah hey, oh that's a good point oh, God, <laughs> don't, don't no stop it. it stop it <laughs> you're like a trick you're coming over here tripping me you're like bait <laughs> i have bait you're bait hey, you're bait you. me you got me you got the whole fly fishing montage over here <laughs> fucking mike over here doing this bullshit all right back on this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so you gotta rack you gotta put one in the chamber basically uh-huh. so you never did that oh i see what you're saying yeah, yeah rack okay. the gun right right and um yeah so he's like i feel so bad for you he's like you feel bad for me after i literally almost tried to kill someone mm-hmm. and he's like i feel so bad for you because like this whole thing wouldn't have happened if you were a man <laughs> if you were a man you know we wouldn't have accepted you wouldn't you wouldn't have gone through all this. We would have accepted you. If a man does this, it wouldn't be cool. And I'm like, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> if he's like, if Not a man if a days. man if a man leaves a family for 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 desire, it's totally okay. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think society really sees it that way, but okay. Yeah. Um she's like, I guess you're right. She's like, you only wanted to kill because you just had your life ruined and it makes sense, you know? Mm. She's or no, no, he says you actually didn't really want to kill because you didn't actually uh, rack the gun. Mm. So you had the intention of it, but deep down in your soul, you didn't actually want to kill anyone. <laughs> That's so dumb. And this, I think, will be your favorite part of the movie. Okay. So I'm she says, I want to, you know what? I made a vow. I want to get rid of my sexuality. This has only caused me troubles. And he's like, okay. She's like, but right now, I really want to sleep. I just told my whole story. He's like, okay. I'll shut the door and make sure no one bothers you because I know you had a long day. She's like, okay. So she shut the door. She takes it. She goes to sleep. And then in the middle of it, Skarsgård comes in with his dick out. <laughs> comes in and tries the banger. No, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have an erection at all. Cause right, because he's, he's asexual. And she's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "But you've been but you've been fucked by thousands of men." <laughs> and then the screen goes dark. And then she goes the gun, racks it, shoots him, and then runs off. And it's in the movie. <laughs> One might say the movie ends with a bang. <laughs> It had several bags. Several bags. <laughs> Ends as it started. Wow. Which I think is kind of funny 
is a funny funny ending considering your theory. My so. theory. I think He's like, theory, fuck you. Oh, you accurate. die. Yeah. Doesn't mean, I think, I almost feel like he made that movie. Like, you're right. I feel like he made this movie really bad to watch. It doesn't, it doesn't legitimize its awful choices. Yeah. I want to put it out there. Cause what I, what this, the, these are the actions of like a depressed man who is trying so hard to get, to, to prove that people don't like him. You know what I mean? Or, or just to prove the fact that critics are wrong. Totally. And just they really shouldn't like him. Because even right. if he says all these things, it's like, he, you know, he just pushed back on it. Right, exactly. And every, they try to legitimize it. They try to legitimize it. And then in the end, the they still things. love him. Yeah. And, and they feel bad for him. Because mm-hmm. that's totally what happens. Like, you know, it's like people who deal with these sorts of things, they like, they like, people will, will like try to like legitimize them and they'll feel bad and they'll like try to get sympathy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't. These people are awful. These are bad people who yeah. like do bad things. Yep. And you shouldn't try to feel bad for them, you know? And, yeah. And it's like he's even aware of this. He's even aware of it. Yeah. Like, but also it's definitely a thing of depression where it's like Oh, totally. I'll accept all this love, but I don't want it. Put it away from me. It and doesn't I don't deserve the, any of it. I don't deserve it. I'm gonna prove to you that I don't deserve yeah. it by being awful. By being awful. Yeah. And it's a big cycle. And there's so, no way of winning. Making an awful movie. <laughs> I yeah. And it's a long one. I was too. Gonna say, did you like this movie? I like bits of it, but uh-huh. it didn't need to be as long as it was. No, nah, there there and are it moments. Was, it could have deeply, deeply pretentious. Oh yeah, just rotten film. Yeah, I did not. I don't think I'll. I don't think I could watch the whole thing. You I, apparently watched the first half twice. I could, so you almost watched. <laughs> But the first half was drastically different. Yeah, you're right. The yeah. second half is just very much like, oof, yeah. all right. It was just, yeah. And it wasn't like any of those moments were really funny no. to me. Except no. for the vagina turning to an eye. That part was funny. <laughs> That's pretty great. It was really funny. Like vaginas, like <laughs> eyes like open up. What if you're like looking at a vagina, like an eye popped out? It's like, whoa, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> what that happened? That'd be crazy, right? It's fucking funny, dude. Fucking Comedy nuts. genius. Did you like this movie? No. <laughs> But I like it more. With my now theory. That I, now that I talk about I I, yeah. I I like it more. Yeah. It's one of those things where I like, if I read the synopsis of this, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I would have liked this movie way more. But actually watching the movie, I'm like, eh. No. I know. like the idea of this movie. Exactly. That's I like the idea of this movie a lot. Yeah. And actual practice of watching it, maybe there should have been a volume one or two. <laughs> it should be just a volume one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And or, should, or just the, just Nymphomaniac. I, I will say, I think this movie would be a lot better in a theater seeing people's reactions to the movie. <laughs> I think that would be fun. That that seems very fun for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but that would definitely make this movie somewhat more enjoyable. Yeah. But then you have to be in a theater with a bunch of people. Yeah, who are just fucking like getting off to this like <laughs> awful movie. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What like, if they're all pretentious too? That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're the all neg- like Skarsgård. They're all like... I don't know about that. And then they're like, oh, I'll come around to this. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll justify it somehow exactly. because I really want to believe in you. Because, yeah, because I feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all right. I, I like, uh, it's weird. This is the weirdest. That's movie. what I'm saying is I don't like the movie, but I like what the movie's trying to accomplish. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's very meta. Yeah. In its way it's trying to accomplish it. I, yeah. It's a very awful, problematic, just disgusting, rotten film. Yeah. But it's trying to do, do that. that for a reason. <laughs> and the reason the politics in it are bad. Right. But for a reason? I don't, don't, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know if it's actually believe any of this. I don't know if he believes all the. Yeah, I don't know if how Rodney's trying does to he, be. Does he think that the words being taken out of the dictionary are bad? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, does he, does he have this that? opinion or is he just know. trying to piss people off? Eh, you who know? knows? So I don't know. But uh, I don't know. This episode's probably pretty long. I don't think we want to look. No, we don't. But things. I do want to hear your opinions. 
out there, listeners. Yes, I thought you meant mine. I'm like, I just gave him. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the way more, Mike. Recap the whole movie again. Yes, guys, what did you think about this? <laughs> Uh, now we explained you probably liked it yeah probably you know what this movie it, even as long as this podcast is it's still only like a quarter of the length of it's the, literally of the just one of the movies it probably. still hasn't even gotten that far yeah, yet yeah uh email us at email at the other half podcast.com you can find both volumes of this movie on netflix at the moment that's where we that's where i saw it and that's where i saw it too uh so yeah you can find it there email us at email at the other podcast.com if you want to recommend other lars von Schur movies that we should watch sure uh why not and uh if you liked this episode and you want to listen to previous ones uh, might we recommend the Medea movies if you enjoyed this one you fucking assholes you can find them on iTunes Google Play Music Stitcher and Spotify and while you're there please leave a five star rating and review we will read it on the show no matter what it says even if it is uh, some meta commentary uh, just wasting our time and making us feel angry and us trying to legitimize your awful opinions and uh, if you want to find us on social media you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram yes you can and YouTube on YouTube, yes, yeah, we are there. We that's have right. presence there. There's, we got some good videos there. Good quality, quality videos. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the solstice. Is yeah, that what, what, what a great solstice. Quite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our favorite holiday. <laughs> the one we always respect and revere so much. Just like we respect and revere Lars von Trier's works. Revere Lars von Trier, everybody. Mm-hmm. It rhymes. Yeah, somehow. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we you guys too.